When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, Talk Tuners. Lately, I've been making some positive changes in my life, but it definitely wasn't easy, nor did it happen overnight. With the help of talk therapy, I've been able to grow and unlearn behaviors and beliefs that were causing me to feel stuck. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. And special offer to Stephanie and Stephanie Talk Tunes listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash Steph and Steph. That's better. H-E-L-P dot com slash Steph and Steph. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Hello, Talk Tuners. Welcome to Stephanie and Stephanie Talk Tunes. I'm Stephanie Myers. Hey, guys. I'm Stephanie Benya. What up? What up, everybody? Happy to have you here. We might have some new folks here after last collective episode i just wanted to say hi this is the podcast where we shared stories and memories connected to music that shaped our lives and it's just been quite a life Pena. it's been quite a life and it's your birthday month <laughs> indeed indeed i hope all you talk tuners had a fantastic valentine's galentine's whatever day you you celebrate or not um yes the month of february is my month and uh, I'm a little obnoxious. Okay, a lot obnoxious about my birthday. So uh, my birthday is actually on the 21st. So it's passed from this time, but doesn't matter. It's still my birthday because it's February. I take the entire month. Um, and uh, yeah, so I try and celebrate the day with just doing something fun, even if it's going to get a good coffee, um, you know, maybe a $10 beer something ridiculous, you know, let me just have some good times. And especially um, because it's February and it does actually get cold in San Antonio. Um, We do freeze and stuff. And it's like, yeah, no, get out. I love winter. So um, yeah, thank you for acknowledging my birthday month. I appreciate it. It's your birthday month. And I know you celebrate all month. And and then I know part of what you celebrate with is seeing some great shows. 
And I know that's mm-hmm. some of our favorite ways to celebrate is just seeing some great music. And I know you recently saw a big fave of yours in concert. Yes, 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 absolutely. Yeah. So of course we got to tie in our music because music is life. And um, I saw one of my all-time favorites, Tool. So that tiny little band called Tool. Yeah, Maynard came into town to come wish me a happy birthday. I felt so special. Yeah, you know, he did not. But, you know, let's be real. I like to make this up in my mind. I want to think he did. Um, it was fantastic. That show, I haven't seen them live. I want to say last time I saw them was probably like 2014 or something like that um, in Austin, Cedar Park, Cedar Park Center. And they were, this tour was in support of their 2019 album, Fear Inoculum. They played for over two hours. Um, folks, you've seen Tool. You know that they have epic long songs. There's no way around it. They just do. They got those five minute, 10 minute songs and they, you know, they rock out hard. One thing that I found that was really funny is as I was actually thinking about this on the way to the show, because the first time I saw them was in 1997. And this was like, you know, I, like all bands do, they go through an evolution, you know, um, their, their style changes a little bit. Well, they used to be a lot more hardcore. I mean, they're still, it's still progressive metal. That's what they, they define that along with Queensryche. That is what they do is progressive metal, but they've gotten a little bit softer. Um, You know, back in the, in the early nineties when they formed and they were super hard. And um, I was like, man, I've been with these guys a long time and I have like pit stories on them and stuff. Like, you know, I, I fought my way all the way up to a barricade so I could see the Reverend Maynard James Keenan, you know, um, it, it just, I've, I've been through some shit and I was laughing because Maynard straight up acknowledged his age and he normally doesn't really talk to the crowd at all. He is definitely just goes up there, belts that beautiful voice of his and he walks, but he was like acknowledging his age. He's like, y'all I'm 57. I'm 57 and the songs that I'm playing, some of them came out, you know, like 92. And he's like, he was just like in awe of himself. And I thought that was really cool. And I'm like, fuck yeah, you're still jamming, man, because you're the shit. And I was so happy about this show because a friend of ours that I went with Jeff, a friend of ours that we went with actually wanted us to pregame at his house. And he had, um, a Maynard has a vineyard out in Arizona. And he bought a bottle of Maynard's wine, the Chupacabra. And I have been wanting to try that since that shit came out, but it's pricey. And so being a lifelong tool friend, because guys, I have been listening to them since the seventh grade. Okay. This is no joke. Like this is, you know, Myers loves her meatloaf. I love tool. And I'm like, dude. So it was so cool to toast um, and have a little buzz from the Chupacabra uh, Maynard's <laughs> wine. And, um, and yeah, so the, the tour, Definitely focused, the set list was more for the Fear Inoculum, but they did play um, a couple of songs from Lateralis, from Opiate, um, 10,000 Days, and of course, Inema. So seen them so many times. Um, it was wonderful. It was beautiful. It was a great way um, to celebrate my birthday, for sure. That's so awesome. And there's nothing like seeing a band that you've supported for so long, seeing <laughs> them multiple God. times and over the years and seeing their evolution, right? Yes! It's almost like you're on that journey with them oh my as a God. fan you know yeah like you go through their breakups with them and like, <laughs> i right. remember when you when you heard totally. this song about you know just talking about love in general because i know maynard's been married twice so i'm just like he has a song about <laughs> his ex-wife and i was like i'll never even hear that live anyway going off but yes it's great to see the evolution it was yeah I, i'm very grateful super grateful so cool so cool that you got to see him I know you have more planned 
as you celebrate your birthday month. So we're just celebrating you, Pena, this <laughs> month. And we hope you continue to celebrate as the month unfolds. Well, thank you, dear. Yeah, I think everybody should get obnoxious about their birthday because that's like your Christmas, man. You <laughs> song, dude. That's the beginning of your new year. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a big deal for me. So, and I make, and I hope that my friends know that I make a big deal about their birthdays too, because I really try and go all out for them. So Steph, I hope that I make you feel special on your special day. You do, you do. And we have so many, I feel, sort of birthday memories together from different <laughs> parts of our lives. And it's really fun. And I know some of those we've told on the show and then have a plant to tell on future episodes. Absolutely. So endless wealth of information <laughs> sure, with people as far as stories go. And I know we'll be talking about one of those stories today as centered around the classic, classic song from Outcast called Hey Ya. One, two, three, uh. My baby don't mess around because she loves me so and this I know for sure. Hey, yeah. If you don't remember Hey, yeah, where were you? Please. Everybody knows this song. My parents know this song. Right? I'm not going to karaoke it. We just played a clip. You know it. You know, you know it. But it's hard to even think today how ubiquitous this song was when it came out. Yeah. This, right? This came off the Speaker Box slash The Love Below album. It was a double album. From Outcast, Speaker Box was Big Boy's album. The Love Below's Andre 3000's album. A collaboration from both of them. And this album was so huge. It was so inescapable. But Hey Ya, in particular, was just everywhere oh in gosh, 2003. Yes. Oh my God. Yes, 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 yes. Such an iconic song. So I just want to piggyback off that. Guys, this song is such a big deal. This album was such a big deal. Outcast is such a big deal. So check it out. The album was released September 23rd, 2003. And as of May 30th, 2006, the Recording Industry Association of America, or also known as the RIAA, certified this album as 11 times platinum. 11 times. And that's in 06, y'all. You know, that was a long time ago. Let's think about that. I love it. This band is fucking amazing. Well, this group, excuse me, is fucking amazing. And yes, they can play instruments. We'll call them a band too. Anyway, these artists, they're phenomenal. And yes, and also, hey, uh, 
that um, that single was certified platinum November 6 of 2006, man. They're no joke for sure. You know, Outkast, I just think about them. I think the iconic is the first thing that comes to mind. Multi-talented, eclectic, down to their style, what they wore on stage, their music. They incorporate R&B, funk, soul, just the best. And they were influenced by the best, influenced by Prince, influenced by Parliament Funkadelic, just to name a few. So, and you can see those influences in their music, just, ah, oh, and their videos, they're over the top, phenomenal, man. I, ah, oh, I just love them. Love them. Love them. They formed in 1991. Um, Andre and Big Boy met at art school, which is pretty cool. Um, their first album came out, um, was a, a couple years after they formed. It was Southern Playlistic Cadillac Music, released in 94. And their former name was Two Shades Deep. Now check it out, stuff. This is cool. Doing a little research here. So when Outkast first formed, their name was Two Shades Deep. Before they brought out Southern Playlistic Cadillac Music, they wanted to change their name again, which they did. We know them as Outkast. But guess what they wanted to change it to? The Misfits. And they couldn't do it. <laughs> Can't do it. Can't do it. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. So- That's damn. They couldn't do it. So what did, what did these genius artists do? They took a synonym, outcast. So like, yep, we can't take the Misfits because we know that's that iconic punk band. Can't do that to Danzig and Jerry O. All right, cool. So we're going to just take outcast. And because, and also in some readings that I've been done, done over the years, they also chose outcast um, because they felt like outsiders. You know, they are, they're from Atlanta. They are bringing the South to the scene. At this time, y'all, in, in the, you know, the mid-90s, when it came to rap, it was all about the East Coast and West Coast rap. There was, that's where you paid your attention to. Nobody gave a shit about the South. You have your Southern rappers. You absolutely did. But Outkast really brought it to mainstream and made, and made the South just, you know, Southern rap just, you know, a force to be reckoned with. You know, one of their albums... <laughs> at Lions. I probably say not wrong because I always say it wrong, but it's the ATL album. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it just celebrated its 25th year anniversary in 2021. Well, I listen to it on the regular. And one thing that I love to do is rewrite songs for Cash, my dog. <laughs> and so the song Elevators, Me and You, you know, I'm talking about stuff, right? I do. I yeah. Do. So the chorus, y'all is me and you, your mama and your cousin too. And I switch that and I look at cash and we look at each other with love. And I say, me and you, your mama and your cash P too. And he, he's a super fan. He does a little <laughs> wag. It's wonderful. He loves him some outcast. He is a super fan. I would love, love, love for him to meet Big Boy and Andre 3000. Anyway, I absolutely love this band, uh, this group band. I keep saying their artists are just so fucking amazing. Well, Steph, you have some really cool um, facts to share from Song Facts. I'm going to let you take it from here. Yeah. So, first of all, that's hilarious. And I love (laughs) Cash P. I think we've shared his beautiful face on our socials before. He's an honorary member. Of a yes. host here on Stephanie and Stephanie Talkings. But yeah, Outcast, guys, you gotta give them their props, really, as a band, even though they're no longer currently making music together. Just exactly what Stephanie said. Incredible artists and really just being able to shape the genre as they did musically, but then also take again 
the visual aspect mm-hmm. and say, hey, how do we spin this for ourselves? We've talked in the past on past episodes about how artists were able to harness visual mediums like music videos, yep. take themselves to the next level, right? And so with that, yeah, I'd come across some really interesting facts about the music video. I found these on Song Facts, uh, our brother podcast, um, Pantheon podcast. But just wanted to share them out because I don't think everybody knows probably all these things. Oh, yeah. Really interesting about Hey Ya. Yeah. So the absolute classic music video from Hey Ya, if you haven't seen it, please go see it because it's incredible. All parts are played by Andre 3000. That's crazy. It's awesome. I'm not even going to try to describe it because there's a lot of different parts and he's amazing. Guys, uh, as a side note, I'm borderline face blind. People who know me in real life know this. So it actually took me several viewings to realize all the parts are played by Andre 3000. I was just like, <laughs> man, this is such an ensemble cast. Like I didn't, it didn't really connect with me. And it was like, oh, right. Somebody changed their shirt and then they're a different person. It's like, no, Stephanie, they're the same person. This is all Andre 3000. And if you watch the music video, that'll be even funnier. Hell yeah, man. It's classic. Yeah, pretty good. Anyway, that video was inspired by the Beatles' first appearance on the Ed Sullivan show when the group first came to the U.S. Caused absolute chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, changed the musical landscape forever. And during, of course, the Beatles' appearance, filled with um, screaming girls who just absolutely lost their mind. Andre 3000 plays that up. He takes that trope, turns it on its head in this video and he knew it's almost like he knew it's like this music video is going to be so huge it's going to propel the single and it's absolutely the truth he's playing eight different band members in this music video they're called the love haters um (laughs) they said to play the uh in order to produce a music video he played the song through each character three times so they could shoot it from different angles and said like he was super exhausted by the end of this understandably and then so he's all the main characters and then they did have a hundred girls as extras to talk about like the frenzy right to show the frenzy that was happening as they recreated ed sullivan style appearance so it's a lot of fun for folks yes. who maybe haven't seen that yet it's a fun song also really fun music video yeah, hell yeah, Stephanie. I love that you bring that up. And I had no idea it was a it was inspired by the Beatles' first appearance on Ed Sullivan's show. That's really cool. Makes sense. The video itself, like the colors. I just remember Andre 3000's yeah. like outfits. I remember the green outfit. He had like suspenders on and plaid yeah. pants and a little totally. white bow tie. Real flashy. Yeah. It was just yeah. it was super cool, y'all. So this song has a lot of energy. That video is so fucking cool. Let's talk about the reality, though. The song is fast. You, you think it's happy. But in reality, this song talks about infidelity and broken relationships. It's super sad. And let's think about this for one second. Okay, maybe some guys are just, you know, hearing that for the first time. Go back and listen to the lyrics. For sure. It's not a happy song. But y'all, I sure did put this on my playlist at my wedding because everybody wants to dance. This song is like, when you hear it, you're like, hell yeah. You know, you get, you, you feel it. You want to move your feet. Oh, yeah. So I just laughed. I'm like, I really did put that on my... Anyway. But thank you so much for this creation. Hell yeah. So let me continue to talk about Outkast and their legacy on hip-hop in general. So back in 1995, um, there was an award show called the Source Awards. And in 95, they were uh, putting on their second annual awards ceremony at MSG, Madison Square Garden. 
This was history in the making as rap and hip hop music wasn't taken seriously at the time. Again, I'm bringing that up because this is so true. You know, it was not taken seriously. I remember folks being like, is rap really music? Yes, it is. How more yeah. ignorant can you be? I'm like, it is music. Seriously. It is art. So, you know, it wasn't recognized at the Grammys. The BET award show wasn't even founded until 2001. Wow. So this was a big deal, you know, um, and so the, the source put on this award show. Outcast happened to win Best New Artist of the Year as a group. Andre 3000 is remembered for his powerful statement of acceptance of that award. He said just flat out, the South got something to say. Exactly. They do. They yeah. We're Southerners. Yes, they do. I do. I always got something to say. <laughs> But I'm bringing this back again full circle because at the time, rap was all about East Coast, West Coast. And there was some serious drama that went down that night at the Source Awards. I'm not going to talk about that because I'm acknowledging Outkast. Um, uh-huh. You guys can go look that up yourselves, but some shit went down there. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, the band broke up in 2006. But however, y'all, they crossed over. They had 16 Grammy nominations and they won six, they won six Grammys, 16 nominations. And so that just goes to show they definitely crossed over, made, again, brought Southern rap music to the mainstream, just like, you know, East Coast, West Coast artists. And so, fuck yeah, props to fucking Outkast. And I had, you know, I never saw Outkast um, live, which I'm so sad, but I did get the chance to see Big Boy at a Hush Hush show at South By in Austin. And it was 2012 on the East Side. And it was like a vitamin water sponsored show or something. It was super hush-hush, Stephanie. Like, I mean, literally it was like, I, friends of friends in the industry were like, yeah, big boys playing. I'm like, oh, for real? Like, like for real, for real? And they're like, yeah, yeah. So like I saw them in like some so random cool. land, some plot of land, which I'm sure now is like a fucking high rise or something. But like, it was straight up makeshift, you know, fucking set. It was just like, yep, let's put a stage on it and bring out big boy. It was fucking great. He plays, you know, he has his own, music he's amazing but he also did bust out some outcast songs for us as well and cool. yeah i i'm i must have lost like i don't know i must have burned like two thousand calories because i was i was <laughs> i was yeah i was grooving so um yeah just really just gosh man their stage performance i can only imagine how outcast was together because of course seeing the videos i've seen you know um concert footage of course but um yeah, yeah. The energy. So on that note, we got a really fun memory regarding Outcast and Haya, but I'm going to let Steph bring that to the table. <laughs> it's so funny that they know who they are and that they inspire these memories that are, of course, pretty hilarious, um, not only for us, but I know for a lot of other people just making memories to their music, right? Mm-hmm. And especially with this one being such a big single, <laughs> it was just... So funny. So I had this uh, memory that I know we share of uh, Hey Ya related it being New Year's Eve, right? And it was cut to 2003. And it was, I believe, like early evening. And we're in the car. We're heading to downtown Austin. We're coming from South Austin. We're heading downtown. We're having uh, we're having some kind of deep conversation, and Hey Ya comes on, comes on the radio, and in the middle of whatever this was like a deep conversation, we just like both went into some kind of fugue state, 
<laughs> and just like pause whatever was happening and like wordlessly turned it up all the way, windows rolled down, like impromptu chair dance party. <laughs> and I'm sure, I think people were looking at us in other lanes like, cool guys, wow. And it was pretty amazing. And it's such a memory that stands out to me. And it was a real embodiment of the energy of the song. We know lyrically it's something else, but definite yeah. embodiment of the energy of that song, for sure. Exactly, because everybody wants to shake it like a Polaroid picture. Y'all know, y'all know <laughs> that line. Y'all maybe even saw Aston Kutcher back in the day doing a little dance with, like, pretending he was waving a Polaroid picture. I mean, yeah. Yeah, this was such a big song, you know, for pop culture in general. Yes, and I love that memory. It was great, because, like, I said, we were talking about something real important, probably, like, life-changing or something. And we're like, oh, fuck it, Outcast is on. Don't care. Check it. Shake it and then like, turn up all the way. Woo! And at that time, I was driving a Chevy Tracker, and I called my my Tracker Club Tracker. So there is <laughs> Tracker, and I have a lot of memories of dancing on the streets with my buddies by myself. Um, you know, jamming really loud. I still do it, whatever. But um, that was really a magical moment, and it just goes to show how much we are so in tune with music stuff. And I'm like, yeah, uh, like we, that it's our shit, dude. And it was great. And I think after it was done, we just kind of looked at each other and laughed and then just started yeah. talking again. We picked it right up. Yeah. We're like, yep, that's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> it reminded me a little bit of our Tears for Fear story. If you guys go check out that episode, yes. extremely similar ethos. If you guys are interested in kind of a um, similar funny story about where it's like, we will drop it all for the music, guys. We will drop whatever the fuck it is we're doing <laughs> for the music. We're all about the music in the moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know some listeners out there are going to have their own outcast memories. Like I just think about their catalog just in general. I know when yeah. I'm going for a run, I always listen to Bombs Over Baghdad. Like, yeah, good is, one. That's a good one, man. It's like, oh, let go. Got to go. Trying to hit that PR, which I never do, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but you know, this, uh, this group, dude, they are just super talented. And I know that um, Big Boy is still uh, doing his solo. Yeah. And, you know, he actually uh, came out with a new album. And he's still making music. And I know Andre 3000 right now is deep into some of his acting roles mm -hmm. in Hollywood, but hoping for new music from both of them and would just love to have Another collaboration in the future. I know we have these wish lists that we talk about on the show of like, man, if this band get back together, if these guys get back together. And I know we've said it a lot of times, but I feel like Outcast would be epic to be able to maybe think about the future, like just a, a little future tour, maybe just a couple one-off shows. I would really love that. Oh, yes, girl. We would definitely go travel for that. We are going. Yeah. Um, I don't care. We are going. It, it can be in Idaho. <laughs> I don't give a shit. What? You're playing Boise, Idaho? Hell yeah. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Here we go. Oh, my gosh. You're so fucking cool. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Really good memory. Really good memory. Um, Outcast, thank you. Andre, big boy, thank you. And thanks, yeah. thank you, big boy, for still making music because, yeah, please never let the music die. Um, too talented right? for that. Two tones. So good. So good. And I know to your point, Stephanie, so many listeners have their own memories, stories related to Outcast. Outcast's music has just been the soundtrack for so much of our lives. 
And I know we always ask talk tuners just for what your thoughts and your stories as you listen to the episode, what it inspires for you, right? So we ask that every time. You guys have really delivered recently. So I wanted to acknowledge all of that because the feedback has been great and we love these comments, right? I know mm-hmm. you also, Stephanie, were very excited to hear what everybody had to say. So I just wanted to acknowledge some of those from the past couple episodes and just give shout outs to folks because it's been really gratifying and it makes mm-hmm. all this really <laughs> worth it too. I was going to mention the last episode of season one. Now we're in season two. Last episode was in December of season one. And that was all about poisons talk dirty to me. And we had a lot of fun in that episode talking about our stories, talking about that song itself. And we heard from talk tuner Kelly Madden on Good Pods, who said, super fun and educational. Definitely learned some new facts about this song. Just wanted to say thanks, Kelly. Yes. That was super cool to see. Really appreciate that five-star review. Again, just really happy and gratifying and grateful to see that people are enjoying these episodes. Heck yes. Thank you. Thank people you. delve into the catalog. And then as we started off season two, we had our Prince episode, of course, talking all about When Doves Cry. Mm-hmm. And I know we'd share on that episode. If you have any Prince memories or Paisley Park memories, please yeah. let us know. We'd love to hear them. And we heard from the podcast Soundtrack Your Life, who reached out on Twitter, told us we absolutely have to visit Prince's home and studio Paisley Park and told us about their visit there. Mm-hmm. It was great. So super cool. And also we are very jealous. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Said that uh, his Super Bowl performance is looped as part of the end of the tour of Paisley Park. That's right. I forgot about that. Oh my gosh. And that's Super Bowl performance, y'all. I always yeah. think about it. Oh my God. Yeah. That's so Yeah. Funny. So wanted to say thanks for that and definitely have Paisley Park on my list of places to visit. Anthony also reached out on Good Pods. And so that's talk tuner Anthony Welk said, hey, this is one of uh, my all-time favorite print songs and gave a five-star review for that episode. Thank you. So cool. Definitely one of ours, too, mm-hmm. for sure. Had a great time making it. And then Anthony, thanks also for your comment on the Vicente Fernandez episode. Said, hey, that's a really neat episode on this artist with an extensive music career. Learned a lot. So again, thank you. We loved researching that. And Stephanie, props to you for everything you pulled together on that episode because we really got people really enjoying it. Yeah. Thank you, Steph. It's a really important artist for sure. Yeah. And we heard from Latin Jukebox podcast too, who said, thanks for putting everything in context. Lovely. And gave us a shout out actually in a subsequent episode they did on the Yes, exactly. Oh my gosh. Latin Jukebox. My gosh. Thank you so much for shouting us out. That meant the world to me. Um, Yeah. Um, Guys, if you haven't listened to the Vicente uh, episode, just do it. It's, it's a really, it's a big part of my life. And um, you know, as music lovers, regardless, you maybe don't know who he is. Trust me, someone that you would listen to was influenced by him. So, all right. Ochente. Thank you so much. Latin Jukebox. That's fucking badass. Appreciate it. So cool. So cool. And we've also been getting really great feedback on the meatloaf episode where we shared 
yeah, previously unreleased uh, interview that I did with Meatloaf. People have been so nice and like, oh man, I really enjoyed this. We'd heard from Talk Tuner Louise Quinn on Twitter said, enjoyed the podcast. I was 20 living in England when Bad Out of Hell was at its peak. Student living, no TV. I listened to that record many times over. Somehow missed out on this later work. So sadly enjoying new to me tracks such as Where Angels Sing. Thanks. And I thank you, Louise. And we um, are happy to share that with you and hope that we could introduce you to some of these deep cuts for meat. And thank you for sharing that story. But I want to say thanks for everyone who listened to that episode and shared that they enjoyed it. It's been really great to see this feedback and we really, really appreciate it. So thank you. Absolutely. Stephanie, badass job on Meatloaf, man. You make him proud. So I know, I know you channel him. You made him proud, girl. Mm-hmm. You made him proud. Wherever you get your podcasts, um, check out Good Pods. They have a lot of a lot of good, uh, you know, different shows. Of course, different types of uh, type of content. You know, true crime, sports. You know, self help, whatever, whatever. But anyway, just another. Uh, just want to throw that out there as everyone is, uh, you know, looks for new things. Check out Good Pods, um, and definitely we want to hear, you know, your thoughts and stories on on Outcasts, on any of the, you know, the content that we've put out. Um, please, um, I love to hear it because music does make our world go round. Yeah, please, please share it with us. You can find us on various platforms, social, Stephanie's Talk Tunes on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Stephanie's Talk on Twitter. And if you want to just reach out to us directly, we're Stephanie's Talk Tunes, gmail.com. And then also you can go to the archive too on mm-hmm. Stephanie's Talk Tunes.com. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Had so much fun today, Stephanie. Oh my God. Yay. Um, you know, I'm, another birthday just, you know, passed and I am a year older, but bringing back this memory, I feel young again. Woo! Yeah. I just love reliving these things because it's so good. And so just props to Outcast, props for these memories. It's just like good time and it's a stroll, right? It's a stroll down memory lane. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, this is Stephanie Benya, and I'm out. I'll see you next time. Peace out, guys. Bye. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com 
Pantheon.com. Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 